Welcome to the Modern Hippie Podcast, where we'll be exploring all of my favorite boundary-pushing people and topics surrounding consciousness, psychedelics, mental performance, functional medicine, living in alignment, and so much more. I'm your host, Barrett Perlman, a former pro wakeboarder turned body worker, energy healer, and well, a modern hippie. And I'm so glad you're here. Are you struggling to integrate your plant medicine or psychedelic experiences? Do you feel alone in your journey towards healing and self-discovery? It's time to discover the sacred integration tribe. Our online membership community is dedicated to bringing people together to share their experiences and support one another on their healing journey. With access to a wide range of resources, including weekly expert guidance on live integration calls with me, Barrett Perlman, guest hosts, integration materials released monthly, and heart-centered peer support, you can finally find the tribe you've been searching for. Join Sacred Integration Tribe today at www.sacredintegrationtribe.com and discover the power of community on your path towards healing and personal growth. Again, that's sacredintegrationtribe.com. Welcome back to the Modern Hippie Podcast. I am joined today by Leah Drew and Valerie McCarty, who are the holistic wellness coaches that support people through the Mind Body Initiative, which is a 16-week group program that facilitates a journey towards reclaiming your health and vitality and helps you start building a meaningful life full of purpose. Through the Mind Body Initiative, Leah and Valerie help you become the most empowered version of yourself so you can feel clear in your mind, strong in your body, and confident in your life. The next round launches on April 4th, and if I do say so myself, you do not want to miss this. So thank you so much for joining me today, ladies. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Leah, you've been on the podcast several times now, one of my favorite guests and my nearest and dearest sister, and Val is kind of like your other half, Um, (laughs) our energetic third who have been missing from the past podcast episodes. And so I'm so grateful to have you here as well today, Valerie. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And so um, today we're going to focus just a lot on the mind-body initiative. And I think it's such a powerful thing that you are offering to the world. And so tell me, how did the mind-body initiative come about? Yeah. So the mind-body initiative came about through a need. And that need was something that I discovered through my own journey with healing and personal transformation and personal growth. And my journey really started back when I was 16 years old, when I discovered that I had a pancreatic tumor and I needed major abdominal surgery. And over the years, I really discovered that Western medicine did not optimally support me when it came to chronic health. And when it comes to working through the chronic symptoms, the chronic experiences, the chronic pain, Western medicine, I just felt kept failing me. And they were amazing in helping me move through a lot of the acute challenges that I was facing. They helped remove the tumor. They helped me get healthy in the moment when I needed it. They stopped the internal bleeding, right? They, they were really great at helping me. But when it came to the long-term support, the only 
ways that they knew how to really support was through giving me a pill and offering me medication and telling me to ultimately put a Band-Aid over the root of the problem and treat the symptoms, not the cause. And over the years, I have dove in deep into learning how to better support myself through physical movement to help reduce my pain. And that led me into a journey with my internal health and my gut health, learning how to reduce my internal inflammation, optimize my gut health so that I wasn't fueling the systemic inflammation, which was fueling the pain. And then that led me deeper down the rabbit hole. As I dove deeper into spirituality, I started understanding the influence of emotions and trauma and past experiences on pain and on the pain experience. And once I really moved through that world, I started to understand that it pain is not just always physical, right? Pain can be mental. It can be emotional. It can be this feeling of being stuck because we want to be in this place and we want to reach this goal, but we're not getting there. And that, that's oftentimes what I hear from my clients is they come to me and they're like, I feel stuck. I know that I want to be this version of myself. I know that I want this experience and I don't know how to be the person I I desire so that I can have that. And I don't know how to attract in these experiences that I'm desiring. And that takes a lot of work within yourself, not just on your health and wellness, but on your communication, on your relationships, on gaining an understanding of what's happening in your mind, in your brain, what limiting beliefs are coming up and truly like working with gaining all these tools that allow you to better support yourself through the journey. Because the thing with healing is that you don't have to be sick to heal, right? Healing, in my opinion, is truly just this progression and development forwards along your transformation journey. And that is what, where I should say the mind body initiative stemmed from this desire to help people transform their entire life with their health, their wellness, their mindset, their communication, their relationships, and gain all of these tools along the way, not just from myself and Valerie, but also from incredible coaches who are some of my best friends in the world, including yourself. I'm so excited for you to be there and offer your support and guidance as well. And I'm just really excited to be able to have this space where people can come and not just learn how to better optimize all of these things in their life, but also gain the support along the way in doing it because we really can't do it alone. It's so important to be alongside other people that you can resonate with, that you feel held by, that you feel seen by, and vice versa, right? People that you can see because you look at them, you're like, wow, I I see parts of myself within you. You are a mirror for me. Because when we start to, when we try to heal and grow with people that are truly not in resonance with who we desire to be and in resonance with the experience that we desire to have, it's going to be really hard to get to that. I, I don't want to say end result because the, the journey always continues moving forwards, right? But in helping you get there, right? It's really important to have that community alongside you, which is why I'm so honored to have Valerie by my side supporting me through this next round of the Mind Body Initiative because this is a very powerful woman who has supported me through some of the darkest parts of my transformational journey over the last year and a half, two years. I don't even know how long we've known each other now. Like a year year and a half. half. Yeah. Uh, We met online and we became 
very quick friends. And um, through our journeys together, we have been able to support each other with almost like shining that light on the other side, right? That dark area, those dark areas, the dark corners of the room where the light's not shining. And through our community, you know, that we've started to build together, right? You've come into that community. Mm -hmm. So there's so many other beautiful humans that have. Through that community, we've been able to, to go deeper within ourselves because we have the support. We feel seen. We feel, we feel guided in ways that we can't do alone. Um, so with that being said, um, you know, I'm really, again, just super honored to have her here with me today and also have her with me through these next 16 weeks and the individuals that are moving through these 16 weeks with us, they, they truly are, are going to be receiving something extremely special not just because of the education, but because of the energy with which is being poured into this experience. Mm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that in your energy and how you speak. And I also will rave about Val. She's like our secret weapon. <laughs> Anytime we're like super low, it's like call Val and she'll like just like like shoot an arrow through the heart of the problem and like nail it. <laughs> Exactly what she does. So <laughs> let's just get right in there. So is, is what Valerie does for us. Yeah. You know? Val, you are a superpower. Oh well, I, I don't know about that, but I really appreciate you both for that. <laughs> I don't know where I would be without you in my life. And um, I mean same. And I think like when you were talking about the way that we've been able to support each other is you know, we both really fully trust that we each know how to navigate our own paths with the tools that we have and with our experiences. And so it's even more powerful whenever somebody can see those shadows, see those things that we're going through and be able to, you know, from a place of compassion and grace, show up and say, hey, I see this. This might be an area to pay attention to. I know you have the tools to do so. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. And that's what I love so much about her friendship and just her presence as a, as a being is like, she's never here to tell you how to do it. She's never here to tell you the way to do it. She's here to help you figure out, right, what feels best and, and point out these things that she knows I already know, right? <laughs> she's reminding me, hey, these are maybe your values. These are the things that you have desired. These are the things that you are working towards, right? And helps me gain that clarity to make the path ahead easier and to help me realign on the path because it is so easy to divert off the path. And so having that that cheerleader and that support system and that friend and that mentor, right? She's my best friend and she's also my mentor. Like mm. being able to have that dynamic and that relationship with somebody is so impactful. Um, so it's, I love you. I love you. It's just a love fest. It's just, that's it. And Val, how did you sort of discover this ability within yourself? Is it something you just feel like you've been innately born with? Or have you done a lot of diving into who you are and your self-growth that you discovered this ability to – I mean, you probably don't know it's a superpower, but <laughs> – 
Yeah, you guys are starting to point that out to me, and I kind of love that about this whole this whole triad we have. Um, yeah, there's actually there's always been something in me that I feel like I'm supposed to help people, and I know that that's a thing that people feel, but it's it's something that I've sat with for so many years, and I never really understood what could I help people with, and then I went through a lot of tumultuous times in my life. And it pushed me on the path of my own personal development, my own uh, health journey, my own spiritual journey. All of that kind of came together at once. And so it started to unfold. And I started to discover the ways that I had to figure out all these different tools from I had to piecemeal them together, because there wasn't at least when I was going through it, there wasn't a, a a coach or a program or anything like that that could give me everything I needed to help me figure out what I was doing here. Like, what was my purpose? What? How did I have passions within me, things that I wanted to do, things that I loved, but I couldn't figure out how to actually go do them? Every time I tried to do them, things would fall apart. My motivation would go to the wayside. I was one of those people on a, a roller coaster of health and fitness. It, there was so many things lost in my life. And I went through a really uh, tough breakup and it put me at complete rock bottom. And when I say that, I mean, I was living in my best friend's guest bedroom. I had no car. I had no job. I had no money. I had no idea what I even wanted to do. And I didn't think I had anything to offer. Hmm. And that's when I started my journey, really deep dive journey of spirituality, which then led me to learn how to figure out what was happening in my mind, all the thoughts, all the dialogues, where those were coming from and how to, how to regain my power over them because I had lost myself within them. And all of that to be said, there, there, that was back in 2018. So ever since then, I've been doing so much personal work. I've done, um, I've gotten a holistic uh, nutrition certification. I went through a mentorship that really helped me figure out how to, what she called, become, uh, to, to get self-mastery over mm. myself. And why I'm so passionate and so excited to co-coach this program, this Mind Body Initiative with Leah, is this program would have been my saving grace in that time mm. because it has everything that I had to go figure out where everything was and vet everyone. She, Leah, has put together all of the facets of everything that you need to figure out what you're doing here and how to do it efficiently and from the most successful and happy place possible. And so that's one of the biggest reasons I'm like so excited to be here with Leah and coaching, even though, yes, we're best friends. So that's just a bonus. But even if we weren't friends, I'd still want to be a part of the program. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I would. It's, it's just a very valuable um, program in the sense of all the different uh, pillars of health. Um, 
from the physical, mental, emotional, energetic. There's so many things that go into it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the snapshot of my journey and how I got started and then why I'm even helping with videos. I'll say too, like I met Val a year and a half ago and she started her journey before she met me. And, you know, when we met and between that time and now I've watched her go through so much growth and so much transformation in herself and Hmm. from the way that she thinks to the way that she shows up with confidence to the way that she holds space and offers support. Like every aspect of her, I've witnessed growth, even with movement and fitness and finding the ability to connect with her body and have a conversation with her body. And like she was just telling me before we got on this call, she was like, I went into the gym this week and for the first time ever, I just did what I wanted to do. And it was... Like I was, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it it's that component that shows me that she is the perfect person to be a part of holding space for those on this journey because she is doing the work herself and she is going through the journey herself so that she can be more confident in showing up for herself and so that she knows what she needs when she needs it. Right. And sometimes it's nice to follow guidance from someone else. Sometimes it's nice for somebody to to explain to you and tell you what workout to do. Other times it's really nice to show up in a gym and tune into yourself and be like, I know what I need today. And I'm going to do those things that I need. Mm -hmm. And that is our entire intention through the Mind Body Initiative is to help people be able to show up for themselves with awareness of what they need and understand how to show up to fulfill those needs that they have, whether that be on their own or whether that be through reaching out to somebody else to ask for the help that they need to get to where they want to go. Mm. So your growth has been beautiful to watch. You've been a huge part of it. <laughs> and yeah, I think it comes to healing and um, all the different modalities that we can dive into you know, the term toolbox gets used a lot and I like to use it and there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that there has some, there's something to be said about, um, you can have a toolbox all you want, but if you don't know how to use them, if you don't know when to use them, it's not going to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. That is the-, the It's got thing. a heavy box of metal otherwise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to carry that shit around. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like people spend a lot of money on programs and- and things that tell them what to do. And you you mentioned uh, one of the things that you like about my friendship is the fact that I don't tell you what to do. It's, it's this is what I see. And you get to figure out how you want to do it. And what's helpful about that is the fact that you, you it's, when somebody just tells you what to do, you're not really learning it as much as mm. fully through your body. You're not going to know will that tool work for something different in the future? I only know to use it in that scenario. But if you know the whys and the hows behind everything, 
and you also have the community to witness other people using those same tools in their certain situations as well, it just it's a much deeper, deeper healing and learning journey there too. Oh, fuck yes. Um, I led a breathwork group yesterday and I sort of prompted them with including things I'm going through right now, which is the idea of when you still the mind, your fuck yeses will arise. And in identifying your fuck yeses, so will your no's and what you want to say no to. And, and I invited my students to clear their minds and see what arose for them as a yes. And one of my students for the very first, she said for the very first time she enjoyed breath work because as she stilled her mind, she tapped into her body and her body for once said yes. And she felt her body in different ways than she had ever, and she felt in her body for the first time because she quieted the mind and asked. And she, and I know from having worked with this particular person for a while now, she is floating around the room at all times. And so she really dropped in and and used breath work then as a tool. She has never actually really sat through the entire breath practice before. And she came out of it identifying that like, by asking her body what it wanted, it wanted to do the breathwork practice for the first time that she could recall. And that wanting to do it made it so much more impactful for her instead of just wanting to be hippie and woo-woo and like, I know, I know this tool and I know it works and I know it does stuff. Like you can do yoga too and it does stuff. But she in this moment wanted to do this. That, and that's exactly what you're saying is like, which tool in the moment will work for you? And it's learning to identify and listen, to really listen and quiet that mind and see what in your toolkit then is your body asking for. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point there. And it's around that communication, right? It's around communicating with your mind and communicating with your body. And because most people, a lot of people understand that the mind and the body are connected and they are, you cannot separate the two of them. Um, your thoughts, your emotions, your beliefs influence what happens to your physical body and vice versa, right? Your physical body influences how your mind feels, right? And so when it comes to growth and when it comes to healing, it requires communication to show up and fulfill those needs, just like communication with any other person in your life, right? Your, your mom, your dad, your brother, your friend, whoever it is, if you don't communicate with them, you're not going to have a relationship. It's not going to be a beneficial experience. And the same thing with your mind and your body. If you aren't listening, if you aren't communicating, and if you aren't nurturing that relationship with your mind and your body, it is going to feel impossible to grow and to heal and to get to where you want to be. And that is truly the foundation of what we are helping people learn how to do is enhance that communication with yourself so that you can hear what your mind and your body needs and so that you can show up to support those needs. Well, and I was that person. I was that person that I had no idea how to tune into my body. I, from a young age, and I learned this through the, the work, from a young age, I shut off my emotions. And so I had no idea how to tap into my body. And 
I really thought that I was never going to be able to be the person I wanted to be or the, the, the version of myself that I saw in my mind's eye. I never thought that that was going to be possible because every time I set out to do something, like I said earlier, it just never worked out. And once I learned how to tap back into my physical body and what we were talking about before with like the overcoming the limiting beliefs and understanding the dialogue that's happening, that is such a key element of the whole healing process because you first of all have to believe that you can even be better or achieve your goals and everything like that until those thoughts get defined and healed and redirected you're just going to stay stuck in the same pattern and so Mm -hmm. that's that's why i think that you know going into that entire aspect of the mindset we start the program with that because it's one of the most important things. Everything else, you can try for a while and it'll be there. But like, if you're anything like me, try for a while and it'll fall off because you don't remember why you're doing it and you don't remember what the value behind it is. And you also don't think that you're worthy of dedicating that effort. Hmm. Matter of seeing those patterns that you're engaging in and recognizing how they are or are not supporting that place that you want to be, those goals that you have. And if they're not supporting it, well, going deeper and recognizing why are these patterns existing? Where do they come from? Did I learn them? Did I adopt them out of protection? You know, why are they here? And learning how to meet them, right? Because if you don't see them and accept them for why they are here, We can't shift them and change them. And so then taking a look at how can we shift and change them and how can we adopt patterns that are more supportive to who we want to be, how we want to feel and what we want to experience in this life. You know, and for me, you know, I've gone through similar experiences and also very different. I left my home. I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, and I left my home. And moved across the country Friday, March 13th, 2020. This was the day before Mm. quarantine. And the reason why I left was because I knew that I wanted something different. I knew that I wanted something more. And fuck yes, I was afraid. I was terrified. I had no idea what was going to happen in the world. I had no idea who I was going to meet. I had no idea where my life was going to take me. But I knew that the experience that I was living on the East Coast was not going to support me in what I wanted to experience. Because continuing to do the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, it's not going to get you anywhere. Right? Definition of insanity. You do the same thing over and over and expect a different result, you're not going to get it. So I changed my environment. I changed the way I was interacting with people. It took me time to move through my process and do my work and take ownership for the way I was speaking to people, the energy I was showing up with, you know, and it took me understanding what does the community look like that I'm looking for? What does it feel like? What do my friends look like? How do they treat me? How do they make me feel? You know, 
And I used to be a very different person. I used to be a very loud, very obnoxious, very just ungrounding person to be around. We'll put it that way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's funny. Yesterday I was, I was um, with a very, very important person in my life and we we're out in public and he looked at me and he said to me, you know, I, I noticed something. I was like, what's that? And he's like, when we're out in public, you give off an energy to people that make them feel like they want to approach you. You are very approachable and people want to have a conversation with you and engage with you because of the energy that you're emitting. Mm. And really just like in this conversation is making me look back and think back because that's not who I used to be. I, I didn't used to be that person. I didn't used to be a welcoming energy. I didn't used to be a welcoming soul. I used to do I still swear? Yes. But I used to swear up and down and be very aggressive and abrasive. And it didn't make people want to be in my presence. So, you know, I think a lot of people get stuck in this belief that like, my life is never going to change. This is who I am. This is how it's going to be. And it's not true. Well, and you said something earlier about taking ownership of how you show up energetically. But I think adding on to that, taking ownership your life is the biggest thing and it's you know it goes into relationships and things like that but it also you have to take a look at like okay if you're unhappy with something change it mm -hmm. and I know that it's always so much easier said than done but that's where the healing comes in is understanding that it is possible and that there are things that are going to be difficult that's the whole thing about this journey is that it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And it's never going to get easier in the sense of like, you're, you're just going to coast through life. But then eventually, once you hit a certain point in your healing journey, the challenges almost become fun. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, to me, I don't know. To me, it's kind of like, just bring it. Like, like, you know, that's why I started saying, I had this saying that I just like, started to show up with in the sense of like, I cannot be destroyed. Mm. That doesn't mean I don't hurt. That doesn't mean that my heart doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean I'm not sad. It doesn't mean I don't cry. But I know I'm going to be fine. Mm. And so it's like, and I always know that no matter what happens, I'm going to be a better version of me on the other side of it. So bring it on. Mm. You know, that's the most empowering thing that I feel like I've ever felt. Because there's nothing that I'm ultimately scared of in the sense of I'm not going to stop loving because I've had my heart broken into a million pieces. I'm going to love harder. I've actually learned how to love harder mm. because I love deeper. I know what unconditional love is now because of it. So it's like seeing all of these ways that we can evolve and just become a stronger more optimized human because of the challenges that's what the tools are for mm -hmm. you know so it's, it's to me yeah it's like bring the challenges on mm. <laughs> I think you guys illuminate that so perfectly and and you too have also been such guiding lights for me on my healing journey and and you're right, like it's great to to have tools that we can turn to and it doesn't necessarily get easier, but it comes with greater understanding. 
and the an ability to look at it more as like curriculum and and even really fucking hard curriculum sometimes like I'm going through some shit with my boyfriend right now and like he's being this mirror that is illuminating my shadows right now and he's illuminating my shadows at a time that does not feel good to have my shadows illuminated and my shadows are that I'm a toxic scheduler and I over plan my whole life and I don't have a lot of flow and it doesn't feel good for him right now to be my boyfriend and it's like well, shit, you're right. And um, so many of my guides have been pointing this out to me for a long time. Like, when are you going to have two days off a week? And like, I haven't been taking a day off a week in a few months. And so um, it really forced me to step back and go, I'm, you know, having this friction in my relationship and my shadows are being illuminated and I can step back and I can cry and I can feel disempowered because of it. And why can't you honor me as this entrepreneur that I desire to be. But when I really look at that shadow and I self-reflect and I go, shit, it's the same message everyone's been giving me. And maybe it's finally time for me to do something about it or lose, or, you know, lose this relationship or, but not just the relationship, but even in me, like it's a healthier aspect of me that I desire. Like I can't, I can't make him work on him. I can't make you work on you. All I can do is work on me and show up differently because of that and and taking those tools. And, and now it's like, shit, whether this relationship lasts forever or not, it's a beautiful teacher and I'm going to be better for it. And I'm now growing and creating different boundaries in my life and different structures. And I'm pre-programming back my one day a week off I'm starting with one. Maybe I'll get to two at some point. But, you know, I think you really illuminated that ability to reflect and then figure out where you can grow. And I love that that's so much of what you guys bring to the program because that's so much of what you brought to my life is helping me, helping me see those things. I'm glad that you're taking this, that challenge and really reflecting into yourself right around like, what can I shift and change within me? not necessarily for anybody else other than than me and especially for you and knowing you and knowing your history and experience experiences and relationships you know i think you highlight a really beautiful point that i really would love to point out to you and i think it's really important for others to see as well is like when you point the finger at somebody else and try to blame somebody else for the experience that you're having it's it it gets you nowhere it doesn't heal the wounds it doesn't it doesn't heal the roots. It's just taking a Band-Aid and really just like sticking it on something. It's not going to heal the problem. It's just going to try to cover it up, right? And so you're moving through these challenges and instead of like pointing a finger at your partner and saying, well, you're not making me feel good or you're not doing this, you're not doing that, right? You're pointing the finger at yourself and saying, well, what am I doing? that isn't feeling good. And what am I doing that's not in alignment and that's not in resonance for this life experience that I desire to live? And when you can illuminate those shadows within yourself and allow the light to illuminate it, it it gives you the opportunity to create those changes. And something else you pointed out too is like you you can't change anybody else, right? You, you, You can't. And by changing yourself, it is going to create changes in the environment around you, 
whether that be in your relationships, whether that be in your business, whether that be in your joy and in, in your emotions in whatever that might be in your life, those changes are going to happen by changing yourself first. And if you're expecting something else or someone else to change so that you can feel differently, then again, you're, you're not pointing the finger at yourself and asking, well, what is it within me? You're pointing that finger at somebody else. And I think that is a challenging part that I hear a lot from my clients is, you know, they want this change, but they're not ready for the things around them to react and respond to the changes that they're making within themselves. And if you do truly desire deep change in your life, you get to be ready for all of the energetics to shift in your life as you shift. Sometimes that hurts and sometimes that's hard and sometimes it's really emotional and sad, you know, but as you create that shift in your life, energetically within yourself, all of those things around you are going to change. I think it's important to point out too is, you know, if, if we are unhappy with ourselves, most of the time we will have built a life around us that, that mirrors and supports that version and so if you want to become a completely different version you have to be ready to let go of some of those things and not saying again it's not always easy and there will be some grieving that might have to happen and there might be some really you know what we could call a tower moment these you know areas of life that just seem to fall apart but that's part of the process sometimes and so whenever you are going through the healing journey you have to expect that you want the rest of your life to mirror the person that you want to be. And I think that, you know, it's beautiful with the story that you just said about you you use the word mirror and you are allowing the reflection of your external environment to confirm things that you've already thought about. You know, your environment wouldn't be able to to ignite those things in you if they weren't already there. Right. Right. And so the fact that you have the awareness to do that is amazing. And you get to align yourself with that version of yourself of, you know, I've all, I, I, I've been wanting to have two days off per week, but I've just never done it. And so now it's like, well, you have something that you value in this relationship. It could be anything else, but right now it's a relationship. That something that you value is mirroring that to you. And so it's like, sometimes it does take an external thing to really show us how bad we want to be that version of us. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's, that's, again, if you go back to the toolbox, it's like, that's where we get to use the support to get us through the restructuring of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are three of the most important tools to you in your toolbox, Val? <laughs> I've answered this one before. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I like my time alone. Um, mm-hmm. Val's door closed. Which is is an inside joke for us, all of my listeners, uh, because Leah and Val used to live together. And when I would come over, I'd be like, is Val home? And she'd be like, I don't know, is Val's door closed or is Val's door open? And like, 
the how open or closed Val's door was would suggest Val's availability to be interacted with. Yes. <laughs> so we call it Val's door policy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the door language. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> so your alone time, number one. My alone time, for sure. And um, a lot of times when I'm in that alone time, I... I do a lot of, I I guess we could call it meditation. Um, To me, I kind of, it's more visualizations. I'm more of a a clairvoyant type of a person. So it's like I I play out scenarios that I'm trying to work through, um, sit with in my mind. Um, And I think another one for me. Mm, this is such a difficult question. <laughs> I've never thought about it like this before. Um, I like music. Mm. I like music. My Spotify is really high in minutes played <laughs> every year. So she likes music so much that when her her dog was a puppy, the only thing that could calm her dog down was Trevor Hall playing. When she would leave, I would watch Dakota and I would have to put Trevor Hall on or she wouldn't calm down. Yeah. If we, if we're talking like Trevor Hall, if, if I could call him a modality for me, like <laughs> his music. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day for you to run into Trevor Hall in a coffee shop here in Please, Boulder. Everybody send up the vibes. <laughs> I just need to. We have the same birthday. We have the exact same birthday. Me and Trevor Hall. Yeah. You so. are Trevor Hall's feminine, like, a counterpart. <laughs> I wish I had the talent of him. Um, uh, hello, you do. You very much do. And it is a coaching, transformational, like, arrow through the bullshit talent. I'll take that. Thanks. You hold a better space than any other person I've ever met in my entire life. Mm. <laughs> Nobody holds space for me the way that she does. <laughs> I'm glad she feel that way. Yeah, I didn't realize that. She wonders why she's my best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As are you. Mm-hmm. I, know, I love our, I love our little. What do we call it? We're a wolf. We're a wolf. What we are? Yes, we're a wolf. A wolf coven. So we are. Coven. Val doesn't quite know she's a witch, or does she? But we keep roping her in. We're like, come on, Val. You're the coven. Wolf of the witches. She's there. You are a witch. You just don't know yet. Wolf witch. <laughs> she's like, no, that's not me. I'm a wolf. Okay, she's a wolf. She is a wolf. Mm-hmm. She loves wolves. Do you have a third tool? <laughs> Trevor Hall. <laughs> I thought that was tool number two. He was, okay, so he's separate from the music. <laughs> I I don't... Uh, it's I don't know how to put things into words of how I do this. Um okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, my alone time, I do like meditation, visualizations, and music. Cool. So those are kind of my go-tos. Yeah. And I think that that brings a lot back to like what we can understand when we sit and we quiet the mind. Like we have so much going on all the time that there's just this layer of static in our heads and – um, you know, one of my other clients the other day, I was doing a sound bath for, and she said, you know, when I listen to the singing bowls, it's like the chatter in my brain 
all of a sudden just stops because of the singing bowls and it like brings all the chatter to a, it all balances each other out. And, and then stillness, we can achieve the same thing as like really distilling down, like what are the things to be focusing on right now and where should we be putting our attention and where should we not? Like if it was an ember and you were to blow on it, like what else to, to get it to ignite like further, what would matter and what wouldn't? in that, that blowing on of an ember and, you know, where are you going to put your awareness? And I think that's, that's something that, you know, for so many years of my life, I molded myself to be who I thought I needed to be in every situation. And that was part of how I lost myself completely and all of that. But to, um, every time I was around anybody's energy, I would kind of just mimic it. And I didn't really know what my energy was. And I feel like why my alone time is so important to me is because I have really come to know myself. Mm -hmm. I'm continuing to learn myself and really fall in love with myself. And I, to, to say that almost feels healing and new for me um, because that's that's not a state of mind I used to have. Um, and so I think that's where, why my modalities have so much to do with just going within and sitting with myself because I finally learned how to navigate that chatter in my head. And I also have learned what influences it and how to regulate that as well. And a lot of times it's just decompressing from social activity or being out in the world, things like that. So that's a call out there. I think that's such a great tip as well is like learning to understand what it is that you need to feel dropped into you, to feel like you can listen, to feel safe enough to calm your mind you need and oftentimes it's just space somewhere to close a door somewhere to be alone somewhere to feel the safety whether you feel safe from touching the earth or whether you feel safe from being in a tub surrounded by water or feel safe touching your dog or holding your cat like where can you get grounded and still so that you can really discover your authenticity and how does your authenticity shine and where is your authenticity driving you? Mm. I feel like that's something that a lot of people are scared of, you know, uh, being with themselves, sitting with themselves. Um, I think that there's a lot of different reasons for that, but I think I like how you said it in the sense of find your way to get there, you know, because sometimes it, you you know what. <laughs> exactly what you're to do. <laughs> You're definitely in a different place, but Leah's talking about the fact that, you know, there were times that she wanted to, I would go out of town <laughs> and she was not looking forward to being alone. Mm. Uh, and I, I think that there's just something to be said. I mean, and I, I've known people in my past as well that were like, had a lot of uh, torturous thoughts and so it was like being alone 
well, if they weren't distracted, if they didn't have somebody around them, if there wasn't something going on, then those thoughts would take over them. And then they didn't think that they had the ability to get through that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, finding the a place to start, like, that's why I said, I like the fact that you're referring to, you know, if it's just petting your dog or, you know, being with nature, sitting in the bath, it's like the little things, the little things. Yeah. Like start small and start to see like what does come up. And then if we start talking about the healing journey again, that's where, you know, you have the opportunity to see what comes up and see where it's coming from and learn how to start to heal those things so that you can enjoy everything in life, not just the distracted version of it. Yeah. I'd love to add on to that too. Um, because something that I've found in my life, like I'm, I'm an extrovert. Like I, I, I love people and I'm also learning that there's a part of myself that like, I, I really enjoy my introverted part. My extrovertedness is definitely a more percentage of the time than the introvertedness. I think I taught you you're introverted. You definitely, your <laughs> introverted love has definitely rubbed off on me. Um, but she's like, she's saying like, um, you know, when we lived together last year, there, there was a time when, you know, I used to just like really look forward to her coming home at night because it was like, then I could, could have someone there. Then there was presence. There was another person to talk to, just be around, not be alone. And I was always afraid of this concept of like being alone and something that I've really learned about myself as I've taken a step back and observed me over the last couple of years has been when I didn't know who I really truly was at heart, when I didn't understand my own personal values, when I didn't understand what was important to me, when I didn't understand how I wanted to show up in the world, when I didn't understand what I wanted to feel and how I wanted people in my life to interact with me. I felt that I needed to be around people all the time because it was a learning experience for me. I was almost like I, I joke around where it's like that book, like, are you my mother? Like, are you my mother? Right. Cause I was always trying to figure out by looking at other people and watch and interacting with them. Like what parts of them do I, do I like? What parts of them do I want to adopt? Right. And so I was really just like observing with awareness. What do I like? What's a yes. And, and what's a no. And over time, as I really started to understand those those yeses and nos and recognize what felt good for me and what I wanted to have as a part of my life and what I didn't, then I started really leaning more into being alone and spending more time with myself and actually needing that alone time with myself more regularly so that I could show up in a way that I wanted to and I could continue to like move these experiences forwards in a way that felt good for me. Um, you know, and so I, I, I think that I'm probably not alone in that, that there's probably a lot of other people out there in the world that are feeling like they need other people around them all the time so that they can better understand who they are. And when you start to understand more of who you are, then you start to feel more comfortable being with yourself and being alone. Mm-hmm. That was something that, you know, Valerie's taught me is how to really cherish that, that time and space. You know, I used to... <clears throat> There's definitely some deep-seated abandonment wounds for me in my life, and there are things that I do continue to work through, and I do so with more awareness and observation every time that something larger comes up. You know, but for me, like that concept of space and being alone always felt so not good. It felt like a bad thing because.
because it felt like punishment. It felt like um, it was going to end a friendship, uh, end a relationship. It felt like it was going to lead me into a really deep, dark place because when I was younger, I witnessed my mother spend, you know, be alone a lot of the time. And she was mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally suffering in a lot of ways. And I witnessed that. And I, I started to attach this meaning of being alone to being left by a partner, being left by people in your life, right? That, that alone and that aloneness and that space wasn't connected to something good. And the more I've come into myself, the more I've come to understand that like space is not a bad thing. Space is so important because without space, things can't fill it. Things can't take up space. You don't have space in the cup. You can't pour more water in it, right? Like super simple. Mm -hmm. Same thing with anything else. Like if you don't create space for yourself, if you don't create space between you and your partner, if you don't create space between you and your business, right? It's going to be impossible for new experiences that are more aligned with you to come in and fill up that space because there's no room for it. It's not, it the space isn't there. Mm. I think you absolutely nailed it. Nailed it. And it feels like a perfect driver for me to again say that your mind body initiative is going to be the fucking shit. And anyone who's looking for help on this with these tools that we've been discussing, I mean, you guys have been my guiding light and and I know we have helped each other so much, but what you are bringing and offering is just going to be transformative for whoever is in the program. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I, I think is interesting is, you know, as you both of you always tell me how I like observe you know, from an aerial view and point things out, but something that you just said, we were talking about the space and I was saying how I used to mold myself, who I was around the people that I would be around. And you, and and I saw that as a bad thing because I would actually define myself by that and not know who I was. And you're saying that you liked being around people so that you could learn what parts of them you liked and create, you know, a a version of you that you really enjoyed. And so that leads me to, you know, you and I have talked about a lot how in this program, we both see the end result and we both have the same goal in mind of the healing journey, but we have very different approaches to it Mm -hmm. and so I think that's what's going to be super powerful as well is the sense that you know not only will they have anybody in the program will have the community of everybody that's going through the shared journey of being in the program but also from all the facilitators you and I included and Garrett you as well everybody's going to have a different approach. So there's going to be so many different um, avenues to relate to throughout the entire journey. Mm. Yeah. Something I want to say too, just kind of to, to piggyback on that, you know, I've done, um, I've, I've been a part of a lot of group experiences in my life. I've been a part of a lot of coaching programs. I've, I've hired many coaches in my life and something that 
has always really, really not something that has not been super in alignment with me through those experiences has like been in when I've been in certain programs where I, I, I signed up because I was very resonant with the coach. I loved the coach. I loved the person. They just really like, they were it for me and I wanted to learn from them. And I've had experiences um, tainted because some of the guest coaches that they brought into the program, I just felt were on a totally different level of than they were, were not in alignment with the way that they coach was just a, something very different that I, well, it's not that I wasn't receptive to it. It's just that like it didn't resonate for me. So it really didn't do anything for me. And I've been very particular about the way that I've chosen the people that are coming in to facilitate within this program. All of the guest coaches that are coming into the Mind Body Initiative are some of the greatest friends in my entire life. There are people that walk the walk, talk the talk. There are people that have been through their own journeys, and there are people that are in my inner circle. They're not just people where I'm like, oh, they do something cool. No, these are people that have supported me through the deepest parts of my experiences. And I know not only are they so loving and energetically welcoming, but they have so much to offer to support others in getting ahead. And I know that personally, because again, every person that's coming into this as a, as a guest facilitator is one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to share the space with all of those that are signed up for the experience. We do still have some spots left. If anybody is listening to this conversation and they're just like, wow, like this is really hitting home for me. I really enjoy like the way that these people here, these women are, are just holding space and talking. And if you're looking at us like, wow, what they've done for themselves is something that I really desire and I'm ready for reach out to us on social media you can find us there. I know that you post links in your um, sure. bio as well, but you can find me at Mind Body with Leah, um, really on any platform. And we'd love to talk. Like just, you know, have a conversation, see where you're at, understand what your goals are, what have been your challenges, and what kind of support are you seeking? And we can see if this is a good fit for you. We can talk a little bit more about how it might be able to support you in getting to the place that you want to be. And, uh, you know, my biggest thing in the coach in coaching is that when someone comes into my life, they're not just coming into my life to pay me for an experience. They're coming into my life to be a part of my experience. And every client I've ever worked with continues to be somebody that is a part of my life. Mm. Whether we're talking every day, whether we talk once a month, whether we check in every six weeks, every person I've ever worked in, in my, with in my life has stayed a part of my journey. Mm. And, um, Yesterday I had someone look at me. Uh, I I had a really challenging week this week. I had a really challenging day. Um, I won't get into it right now. It's something that I, I will talk more about in the coming weeks. But <clears throat> put up a post that was just like, you know, I'm going through it. You know, I don't try to be something I'm not. Um, I am honest. I show up with what I have and where I'm at on any day. And I put up a post that ended up getting like something like 100 comments from people all over the world that I've spoken to, connected with, interacted with. And somebody, um, somebody in my life looked at me and said, how, how do you get that many people to interact with you with your, with, with one post like that? 
And I, I said to him, I was just like, because the way that I connect with people is through my heart and my soul. And it, it's a depth of connection, not just a surface level connection that I desire to have with people. And so anyone that does come into the Mind Body Initiative that does join this program, you know, I want them to know that if you're coming into our lives, like we are here to continue to support you, whether you're paying us, whether you're not, we're here to be people that you can look up to, that you can say hello to, that you can reach out to. You know, granted, we both have boundaries around our coaching. We have boundaries around how much we're going to, you know, how much space we're going to hold. But I want people to always know that if you're choosing to come into my life, I am choosing to bring you in because I feel that you are going to be in resonant with me and with the life that I want to live. And you are becoming a part of my community through joining my life. Mm. So That's like a mic drop right there. <laughs> I love it. And I love your healthy boundaries around mm. that as well um, and can absolutely speak to what it's like to be a part of your life. It's a beautiful circle to be in. I'm honored to find myself there every day. And uh, you can also find Val at my favorite name ever, Valerina, the Valerie. No, the, it's Valerina. I'll have it linked up in the show notes as well. Um, But yeah, ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, if anyone wants to join your program, there's still a week left from this air date to get on board before the next round. And yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Barrett. Love you. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and review this podcast wherever you're listening. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey with me. Until next time.